following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. everybody and welcome to a friday edition of fpc radio live we are starting fashionably late as uh we've had some technical difficulties in the studios down here in st petersburg florida the heat has apparently eroded the wires and the communication around here so uh needless to say we will have a shorter show today but that's okay because as long as we get here and we do a little bit today that's all that matters so um without wait a minute oh Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) And coming from out of nowhere, a surprise return. His name. That's right. He hails from Rhode Island. He stands 5'2 and a half, 269 pounds. He is Mr. Rhode Island. He is the king of the Northeast. He is the emperor of New England. He is the FBC Patriots managing editor. He is Mr. Mike DeBate. Mike, how are we doing? today <laughs> la, la, la. how could i possibly live <laughs> up to that first of all first of all the technical difficulties folks ian's lying okay the uh, there was an iguana that fell on his internet line and that's what caused it <laughs> knows the weather down there knows that we're getting some cold weather in florida and the iguanas have fallen out of tree and that's exactly what happened so that's that's one second my friend I don't know if I should be oh, more offended man. by the five foot two or the two hundred and sixty nine pounds. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, if that if that's pure solid muscle, then yeah, I'll roll it. You know, but uh, Mike, the, the other way around, no, no, not quite that heavy. <laughs> Mike, I I, I hate yes. to be a horrible uh, 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 killer here, but um, our mics weren't on, so that entire awesome intro that I just gave you. Went by the wayside, folks. Went by the wayside. And thank you, Murph, for pointing out the fact that apparently my mic turned off. So <laughs> let's let's perhaps let's do a reset on this. So I'm going to well, once again welcome everyone back into the show because uh, apparently you couldn't hear me before. So this is a Friday edition of Full Press Coverage Radio Live. And once again, I will start it with... Could it be? Oh, uh, you know what? You know, I'm I'm incredibly disappointed. There we go. <laughs> oh man. You know what? You know what, Mike? I'm I'm, I'm just gonna Hello. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna pull the plug on this right now. Um uh, I swear to God, guys, everyone out there, Murph, especially anyone who's watching, this this was so much better on the first take. And and perhaps actually um it was even heard on the radio, so so maybe if you're listening to the radio stream, you were able to actually hear this wonderful introduction, and I really hope that that was the case, because I, I was very happy about it, and I know I caught Mike by surprise, but 
<laughs> what a disastrous start to the morning. But uh, you know what? It's okay because, you know, again, we always uh, figure it out. So, Mike, how are we doing here on a Friday? <laughs> I am doing week. okay. I'm doing all right. I know. You know, the uh, we, we talk about my $3 internet up here in Rhode Island. Boy, I'll tell you, it's unbelievable. No, all kidding aside, no, This folks. is the $3 you know, production crew. Ter- let's, let's be clear. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to try to pawn this off on the internet. This was this was my own faulty doing of uh, <laughs> just clearly not ch- – yeah, well, as, as Murph points out, clearly not as bad as Antonio Brown's start to the morning. But uh, it, it's not too far off considering the implication of – or the the uh, uh, circumstances that surrounded this. I mean, I was I was so excited about this intro. It was, it's Royal Rumble weekend, so I figured we'd we'd uh, you know throw a little bit of Royal Rumble talk into our day. And what better way to start it than a fantastic countdown and a surprise introduction of my co-host? And yes, I did call him five foot two and a half again. And but but I said you're two hundred sixty five pounds now. Or sixty nine pounds. Let's let's uh, you know the logistics. Well, five of foot that. two, two hundred and sixty five pounds. That would probably uh, uh, liken me to uh, you know, well, maybe a little bit taller. But that would liken me to like Danny DeVito as the Penguin in Batman Returns. And uh, <laughs> no, that, that's that's just not quite accurate, my friend. But no, all kidding aside, the intro loved it. It was great in concept. We will resurrect <laughs> that. I know that we'll resurrect that here on that BC Radio Live. However, at this point. Let's just roll on with the show, my friend. We got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to talk about it. But you know what? When it comes, I, I will give you the kudos, my friend. When it comes to tech and everything like that, this man is definitely as good as it gets. This is not the norm, folks. This is a, a brief break in the road, but uh, it's uh, it's it's all good. And we're still coming at you today on a Friday because we love our listeners and we don't want to let you down. Well, the the good thing is, the good thing is, and and I'm I'm almost certain that this is true. I think I got it on the radio recording. So if you happen to be listening on Full Press Radio, not watching on Sportscaster like a lot of you do, then you'd be fortunate enough to hear it. And maybe, maybe I can finagle a way to um, (laughs) figure out how to play it by the time the show ends in 25 minutes. So uh, needless to say, needless to say... um, we're here to talk some sports. We're going to talk some Royal Rumble. And as as our friend Murph on uh, the Sportscaster chat, and, and if you're not joined in, go ahead and join in. Uh, check it out. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, before we jump into it, that gives me an opportunity to remind you all of this. Uh, starting January 30th, that's a Thursday night, uh, join us at 8 p.m. It's the kickoff of the Basketball League on Sportscaster and is presented by us fullpresscoverage.com so uh it's the indie express versus the owensboro thoroughbreds check it out uh join the game have fun with the game uh call the game no matter what it's going to be a fun experience so we definitely encourage everyone to get in on that so uh check it out january 30th 8 p.m uh stay tuned to full press coverage and of course sportscaster.com slash tbl for all the new info and updates so as our friend Murph alluded to in the chat room, and if you're not in there, join in. Antonio Brown, uh, we talked about this yesterday when the warrant was issued. Antonio Brown has turned himself in uh, for the uh, uh, battery charges that he faces in uh, stemming from the, the moving truck incident where, uh, you know, apparently he wasn't about to pay what he owed for uh, moving services, whatnot, moving a bunch of his stuff from storage to from California to Hollywood, Florida. Um and he is currently sitting in jail and is set to have his bond hearing today. Now, the warrant had no bond on it. Obviously, he's having a bond hearing, so we'll find out what is going to happen, whether or not he's going to get out or if he's going to stay in, because 
you know, surprise, surprise, his lawyer says he's innocent. So, um, am I am I crazy to think that this situation has just uh, ballooned into something that it's just gonna? I, I mean, I, I don't I don't think people realize how serious of a situation this is and, and the, the the ramifications of what could happen to Antonio Brown if, if things don't go his way. And I, I think this is a, uh, you know, just a, again, another <laughs> another notch in what's been an incredibly or another chapter in what's been an incredibly weird and, and crazy story the last 12 months. Yeah, it definitely has the feel of a very odd type story. And you don't know if a lot of the information coming out is accurate, if it's embellished. I mean, there's a lot on its face. You're absolutely right. From a criminal standpoint and from the charges standpoint that he's facing, this is a serious situation. These are serious charges. This could land him and land him in prison for a significant amount of time. Now, is it something that's going to put him away for years and years? Probably not. But he may have to do some some you know time in, in prison as a result of that if, in fact, everything that has come out is accurate. And I caution everyone to look at what everything is. Mm-hmm. Look at the total package here. Look at all of the facts and then make an informed decision. So right now, the thing that makes me a little, it raises my eyebrow a little bit is that the warrant had no bond on it and he does have a bond hearing today. That is a little surprising. Usually when that happens and there's no bond, usually a judge is not going to give any type of leeway when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. You have to wonder if maybe the standoff, maybe his attorneys were able to negotiate, having a bond hearing, at least giving him the sort of a, um, hope to be able to do it. Um, I'm not a legal expert, so I don't know if, if there is a no uh, no bond uh, uh, warrant, if it's standard practice for someone to uh, to get a, um, uh, a hearing in that circumstance. If anybody's out there listening and wants to chime in, we would love to hear it. That I don't know for absolute certainty, but it's my understanding that if there's a no bond issued on the warrant, that means no bond until until the, the other suspect is arraigned and until uh, you know there's uh, uh, situations that, uh, that happen there. So uh, this seems a little bit quick to me, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. The one thing that I know we spoke about yesterday here on the show, Ian, is that I'm glad that this did not escalate into something further. And honestly, I never really believed it would. But with the Antonio Brown situation, you don't know. Everything has gone. You know, it's been just up and down. You never really know for sure. Uh, you, you you hoped that cooler heads would prevail like they did in this circumstance. And down there in Hollywood, Florida, would not go in and you know raid mm-hmm. Antonio Brown's house or or look for him or forcibly get him to comply with the warrant. Uh, that could have resulted in injuries. That could have resulted in something a lot worse than what we had. So we're glad to see that happen at least anyway. And hopefully, hopefully, this is the catalyst for Antonio to finally get the help that he needs, maybe the wake-up call that he needs, and get himself back on the straight and narrow because there's still a part of me that believes there is a very good football player with a lot of contributions to make to a team if he can get himself right and he can get himself the help that he needs. Uh, but ultimately, that's going to be on Antonio, and it's going to be up to the uh, uh, the the you know, the, the powers that be in uh, the legal system in Florida to determine what his punishment, if any, will be on mm-hmm. this. And we'll definitely continue to monitor it. But uh, this ended up working out, you know, relatively. I mean, it's never a good thing when you have to see someone hauled off to jail. But mm-hmm. it this could have ended worse, folks. This this could have been an uglier story than it already has been. Yeah. And, and, and look, uh, even a couple months ago, I would have... Absolutely believe that he would eventually be back on the football field, uh, you know, 
once he got rid of all these situations that you know he's dealing with right now and kind of got himself right but it just it feels like right now he's just torpedoing whatever career he may or may not have left and and look this isn't uh this is a little bit different um considering you know his age you know he'll I mean at this point by the time he steps on a football field again he's going to be pushing 33 years old and you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's not old trust me I I'm 33 and I (laughs) I'm definitely saying it's not old it's yeah yeah, it's it's different that's that is that you feel the bumps and the bruises and then the the strides a lot more yeah than you do I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no 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 I'm I'm like you you have obviously a far more experience with advanced age than I do so I appreciate your expertise. absolutely yes um, definitely (laughs) takes you a full half hour to get right in the morning yeah the older that you get the more (laughs) i know murph's listening murph will chime me in on that he'll tell me (laughs) murph was at the batting cages this morning i'm sure you know i mean he he won't admit it you know but he's out there he's out there slinging him around as well you know swinging some swinging some bats out there Um, yeah we we keep talking about murph like this he's gonna come up here and he's gonna clunk our heads together like (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, no, we, 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 we love you, man. We absolutely love you. We love you like an older brother. <laughs> he, yeah, much, much older. Oh, 11 a.m. Okay. All right. Fair enough. He says 11. Oh, 11 a.m. for the of... batting cage. Okay. okay that's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He might, he must've had some late night batting cages and last night had to get some extra sleep. But, um, look, you know, <clears throat> for Antonio, this is, you know, again, just another instance of, of his judgment, you know, being obviously in question and, and his ability to, to, to make the right decisions. And, you know, I, I you know, it, it, add in the fact, you know, obviously say what you want about what he said about Kraft, you know, what other owners are going to think about that, how he treated the New Orleans Saints workout, what he did afterwards with the video, going all, all the way back to social media with the, with the Steelers. I mean, it, it's just, I just, I find it hard pressed to find a situation where he would, would fit at this point, or at least, uh, you know, again, it, by the time, who knows when he'll even be on the field. Cause I can't imagine it will be next year, given the circumstances. I mean, it, you would imagine now at the very least with this current situation going on and him being oh, yeah. in jail, you know, he's, he's probably going to get suspended out of this if he wasn't already. So, uh, obviously you, you, you want the player, the person to get right. And, um, Oh, okay. All right. So, so uh, Murph is working on a uh, <laughs> a cure for the coronavirus. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Corona, the most highly overrated uh, beer known to man, and and far too many people um, high hold it it's in such high regard. So, um, there is a problem, and I think Murph is is trying to uh, eradicate that. So, hats off to you, Murph. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> He uh so anyways yeah so Antonio Brown I imagine just will not play at the very least not next season so you're talking about the season after and that's what I'm saying 33 years old and 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 all that so um it's unfortunate but I I think at this point a lot you know it's hard not to see this coming uh considering uh considering you know just the you know everything that's happened this past calendar year and then then some so right um we'll see we'll see. Uh, as for, as for the, uh, incredible introduction that I know I gave and I, I, am like I said, I'm certain was heard on full press radio. So for those, I, I appreciate the, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys all loved it. Um, I, I use that as a, as an opportunity to bring up the fact that the Sunday, no, it's not the Super Bowl, but it is the Royal Rumble. Yes, that's right, Mike. One of my the favorite Royal Rumble, yearly pay-per-views. Yes. yes, I know. Uh, wrestling fans out there love the Royal Rumble. I've attended a Royal Rumble before in my lifetime. I went uh, 2003. It was uh, 
Chris Benoit won. Or oh god, now see now I'll have to, I'll look it up. You know, it, it's it's been a long time. Let's just put it this way. Since uh, I mean, two thousand three. Look, you're talking seventeen years ago. I was still in high school, so um, I'll have to refresh my memory exactly. But I went to two thousand three in uh, in Boston. It was a fantastic event. I loved it. Um, it was always an event I wanted to go to, and I know you love the show too because you know, again, we both have a very uh, a rich <laughs> history of wrestling knowledge. I mean, it's one of the first things I, I really got into as you know, a very young kid. So, um, I enjoyed a lot of the old ones. You know, the early, the, the late eighties, early nineties. Um, one of my favorite. Okay, my favorite, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. So, so think about your answer here. Your favorite exit now. I went. I was thinking of a couple different things. Like, you know, it, it was. Are we going to go dramatic here? Are we going to go comical? And to me, there's there's no other way to. You know, if if I think you might know who I'm talking about, and I'm not sure if he still technically holds the uh, the the uh, shortest rumble appearance in uh, WWE history, but um, uh-huh. yes, you know. I think I <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that record will ever be broken. I really don't think anybody had time to break that record. Bushwhacker Luke, my friend, is yep. what you're referring to, and he was thrown from one side of the ring to the other by I believe it was by earthquake. I believe. Yeah, it was by the you, late no, it was. It was. You're, you're I believe he, he he came in. He literally grabbed Bushwhacker Luke, <laughs> threw him over the top rope, and in stride. I gotta give yes. him credit. Not a lot of people give the Bushwhackers credit for for you know their their coordination. This was perfectly coordinated. He went over the top rope, literally landed, went right back into his bushwhacker, uh, uh, you know, stride or whatever you call it, right that bushwhacker swagger. It perfect. And he did, and he walked right out, doing the same thing that he did when he walked in. That has to be the greatest rumble appearance of all time. Uh, I don't care about, you know, you can talk about, you know, Shawn Michaels going from one to to to, <laughs> to, to, to thirty and winning, and you know, having these guys, you know, just the, the the amount of time that they last in the rumble. To me, that that is that that's pure. Gold right there that that moment will never be equaled yeah and and i i equate that to someone who who takes a horrible spill that's drunk and then just somehow still manages to hold on to their uh their styrofoam cup of beer um or their solo right. cup of beer and it's still not spill and just get up and go right <laughs> right about their day and then and, and that was just to me i i it was to me it was one of my earliest memories of the royal rumble and when i was it was uh, that had to be that was early too that I, had to I be like 91 92 yeah i was that, gonna say i think it's 92 um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And, and, you know, back in the day, um, <laughs> I had, I had an uncle who had a, a giant, you know, those huge satellite dishes that it looked like they're, you know, they're on for a radio station in his backyard up in Maine. But anyway, so he, he'd get all the pay-per-views for, you know, the cheap price. And I hope I'm not, <laughs> I think there's a statute of limitations or a, just a don't give a F about it anymore, uh, going around. So I'm going to say it anyways, but he had a giant satellite dish that got all these pay-per-views. So I would always go over and he would have boxes of VHS tapes of all the pay-per-views. And that's what I'd watch. And I'd love the Royal Rumbles. And, you know, at the time it was the in your house and, you know, all those style of pay-per-views. And, uh, that was, uh, that was certainly one of my favorite moments. And, and look, I've had a ton of them at the Royal Rumble. Um, personally you know things obviously you already mentioned one of them and this wasn't in a royal rumble match uh, i'm sorry it was in the royal rumble match but uh sean michaels uh starting the royal rumble and going the distance um and then how could we forget how could we forget the um epic epic and i and i, I say this seriously the epic performance of one vincent kennedy mcmahon <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. No one had any chance against Vince McMahon in the Royal That's Rumble. right. No one had any chance against Vince. And Vince, you know, Vince is the boss. Vince is going to call the shots. And, you know, good credit Vince, though. I mean, he, Vince took his bumps. He, mm-hmm. he definitely got in there. He his mixed steroids. it up. He wasn't afraid to do it. <laughs> you know, it was. It was pretty <laughs> good. Know, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you talk about, you know, you talk about Royal Rumbles. Yeah, it was always my pay-per-view. Growing up, the Rumble was definitely, I too uh, attended a Rumble uh, way back in the day at the age of 13. I attended Royal Rumble 94, and that Ooh. is the epic Royal Rumble where The Undertaker supposedly died in a casket oh, match. and I rose that. <laughs> and rose up. In the Providence Civic Center, which is now called the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and it, on TV, I guess they said it looked amazing. Uh, in person, not so much. You could see him being ripped. It was. It really was. You could see the strings uh, live, uh, folks. It wasn't as maybe not maybe the seats that I had, but it just it wasn't as impressive as I guess it looked on television. But uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. That was the first big pay per view that came to Providence when I was a kid. Uh, so it was uh, definitely exciting. I went to that match with my dad, and that was that was fun. That was we uh, we enjoyed that. But uh, my all time Royal Rumble favorite memory is probably going to be way back to 1992. Ric Flair winning the world heavyweight title yeah. um it was the first time that the title was ever up for grabs in the royal rumble and uh it was rick flair's real debut i think if you want to talk about what really put him on the map in wwe uh that was it it was just you know for if anybody wants to go back and watch that royal rumble match it was a great one i think flair puts on one of the best performances he's ever put on in his career uh really just great the, the commentary by bobby heenan alone is just hilarious <laughs> Uh, really, from start to finish, it just just tremendous. He was he was awesome in that. He and Gorilla Monsoon were definitely at their peak on that one. And of course, Flair, you know, comes out on top and wins the title. Uh, that that's still my favorite Royal Rumble memory. Always will be. Well, it's 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 funny that uh, you know that you brought up the Undertaker dying because I you said ninety four, so I was you know I was seven eight years old you know at the time uh, you know if it was early ninety four, so I was seven. I was you know I turned eight later that year, but. Um, I absolutely believe that that was true. <laughs> so, and, and, and look, I mean, again, you know, at, at that age, you, you know, your, your imagination is still a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a little bit open to, to certain things. And I was absolutely convinced the undertaker died. Now, again, maybe if I had seen it and, and again, you were a little bit older than me. So I think that there was a little bit more reason in your thought process when it comes to this. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> they can't have, uh, they can't, you know, purposely, uh, kill someone on live tv i I mean obviously you know i'm not gonna bring it up but the owen hart situation that's no joking matter but uh you know obviously for storyline purposes you know i'm sure you were thinking oh hey this can't possibly be legit but you know seeing the strings i'm sure helped as well so uh but i absolutely did believe that (laughs) at the time that you know hey and see there you go murph even remembers gorilla monsoon i think they went to oh yeah together Absolutely. Monsoon and Heenan were, uh, well, back in the day, I mean, Gorilla was, he was, he was the guy, him, uh, Killer Kowalski. And this is, these are the old school. Yep. Bobo Brazil. I mean, you got a lot of these old time, you know, wrestlers that were, uh, they, they laid the groundwork. They set the tone and eventually it led into Andre the Giant, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan. And then naturally after Hulk, it really, it took off and wrestling went galactic after that. But uh, those are the guys, those are the the originators. So uh, Rumble's always fun. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure a lot of people are going to get together and watch that this weekend. It's it's nice how the WWE does that. They put it opposite the Pro Bowl because obviously there's no football this weekend. Yes, yes. I know I said Pro Bowl. There is no football this weekend, no, there's, folks. There's dodgeball and, events. 
Yes, exactly. There's, yep, you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And uh, Patches O'Houlihan will be coaching in that game as well. Uh, late great Patches O'Houlihan. But uh, in any case, yeah, the, the Rumble is, it, it does. It breaks up between Championship Weekend and the Super Bowl. And WWE does a smart thing there as well. So uh, they, they realize they're not going to uh, compete. And I'm sure there are going to be a lot of XFL references this weekend. Oh, yeah. I know Vince says he's trying to keep the two brands separate and he's not going to meld them together like he did the last time and have Jesse Ventura and, you know, JR call the first match and all that, and you know come and out and have, and know, have like the cheerleaders the come out and yeah, <laughs> the the ring announcer come out and announce the the, the players onto the field. But they're still going to mention it, and there's going to be some cross promotion. So uh, yeah, keep a sharp eye on that because the XFL is not too far away, folks. <laughs> no, no, just a couple weeks, and uh, I, I looked it up, so I had to refresh my memory. So I was kind of right. So it was Kurt Angle. At the Royal Rumble I went to, uh, defeated Chris Benoit for the WWE Championship. So that's what it was. I, I was I was a little confused because I also went to WrestleMania the following year where um, uh, Eddie Guerrero won the World Championship. There was that moment with Benoit, but you know that's like we mentioned. Uh, you know, actually, ironically, I can't remember if it was on this show or if it was on Locked On, but we brought up uh, Chris Benoit. In relation yes, to we Hernandez. did. Yeah, so, we did. You know, and Renee, it, yep, yeah, absolutely. So there, yep. there was there was a recent talk about him, but that Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar defeated the Undertaker uh, in thirty man. It, you know, it was it was a good, it was a fun event to go to. Obviously, you know, if I, if I was going to sit there and pick out, obviously my favorite Royal Rumble events, I you know I would not probably pick the one I went to as one of my favorites, but it was still fun to experience that because you know when I think about it, like I was able to go to. Uh, a Rumble, a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, uh, no Survivor Series. Oh wait, did I? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God! See, this is this is bad. This this is what happens. You know, when I was younger, when I was younger, and I used to poke fun and be like, "How do you not remember the ones you go to?" Now I'm sitting here thinking, like, I think I went to Survivor Series. I can't. Well, see, here's the deal. I used to go to like every show that ever, um, you know, was in the area, whether it was Providence, whether it was uh, yep. Worcester or Worcester or Boston. So. Um, you know, and well, uh, yeah, I go back a ways with Survivor Series. I think '93 was the one that I went to. That was at the old Boston Garden. This was right oh, before wow. the Garden got torn down, and uh, it was the uh, uh, the infamous uh, Razor Ramon, and oh, uh, yes. uh, and and he had much. He was supposed to have uh, Kurt Henning, Mister Perfect, but actually, Kurt was suspended for i don't know some sort of drug violation or whatever and he ended up having the macho man as his uh, tag team partner and uh, infamously scott hall grabbed the microphone and you know said my partner perfecto well he not gonna be here tonight <laughs> and i still remember that and thought that was like the funniest thing i ever heard in my life and that was funny to me for like 10 years I'll be honest, folks. It's still funny to me. I still oh, say yeah. that every oh, now yeah. and then. So you know, it's it's always good. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was Survivor Series at the Boston Garden. I, I really, and I'll be honest, I really can't remember the year right now off the bat. But uh, that was a pretty good one. Uh, Brett, it featured a Bret Hart versus Owen Hart match, which was uh, you know pretty oh, cool yeah. that I got a chance to see those two brothers go uh, go head on head because uh, they they worked so well in the ring together. You want to talk about technically savvy and having a comfort level with your opponent? Mm -hmm. Those two guys put on a great show. The only two that I think put on on a better show than Brett and Owen when they were in the ring where Brett and Shawn Michaels say what you yeah. will about the rivalry, but those two guys know each other so well in terms of what they could do and how they could do it. And it was just, it was amazing. Those two guys put on a great show, uh, Brett and, uh, and, and Kurt Henning and Mr. Perfect always put on a good show as well. Get, get me nostalgic. I'm going to have to delve into WWE history. I, I was just, now. I was just thinking about that. Cause I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, you know, and admittedly, so I don't, um, keep up as, as often as I used to, obviously, you know, I, I mean, just, I don't have enough time in the day to, uh, uh, um, 
you know, <laughs> be able to, to, to spend, you know, doing this and everything else. But um, then and that's why I love reading Evan Gomes' work over at FPC Wrestling. You know, see, keeps me up to date with everything. But Absolutely. Uh, so, Evan so, does a tremendous yes, job for our, our squad there. Really, really does. Great stuff, guys. You, you know, so I live a lot in the, the yesteryear of wrestling. And, and obviously the, the, the time frame that I watched was, you know, early 90s to, to, to mid 2000s. You know, and, and that was that was my era of wrestling, which which encompassed quite a bit, which had Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, all those guys and uh, a lot of really good Royal Rumble memories. And I'll, I'll certainly probably be jumping through and watching a few of those or at least going on YouTube and watching some great moments, because I'm sure there were so many that I just didn't think of Um in this whole this whole discussion plus you know just the fact that we had such a short show today we had to kind of cram everything in here so um, yeah it's true <laughs> but uh yeah look another one real quick that i i loved i you know i was always a big mick foley fan and uh i, I loved uh when he came in as all three you know mick foley, he was you know mankind cactus Jack. yes he was all three yep <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cactus Jack. Uh, Cactus Jack and Dude Love. It still managed to lose somehow, but hey, you know, yes, that, that's that, all that was kind of his did. thing, you know? But you know what? That was his thing, and you know what? Nobody did it better than Foley. I was actually in Worcester when he won the WWE title for the oh, first wow. time, and I can tell you, that, that is one of... I, I, I will say this, with all due respect to Mick, and he got a big ovation that night. Everybody was happy for him, uh, but... The loudest pop I have ever heard in my entire life at a wrestling event was when Austin uh, was oh, yeah. announced. And he wasn't supposed to be there that night. They made it. They even had signs up saying, please do not, you know, get angry. But Stone Cold Steve Austin will not be here tonight because this is the, this is the height of Austin's fame. I mean, oh, he yeah. was as, as big of a superstar in wrestling as you could get. Austin was off the charts popular and fans were really upset. And the minute that glass broke, I thought the play, I thought the, the, roof of the Worcester Centrum was literally going to blow off and I've never felt that before you could was, feel the building shaking it was that's how loud it was was that the uh WCW ruin because that that wasn't live that correct? was that was Tony Schiavone yeah. saying, oh yeah that'll put butts in the seats I was one of those butts that was in the seats yep. I was at the event that night it was okay. a pretty bad yep. snowstorm outside in Worcester it's funny you remember these things but uh yeah that was uh, back in the teenage days that was <laughs> that was great stuff and uh yeah we it, it did not get much better than that folks uh seeing that and that was a great event from start to finish i think everybody in wwe was at their peak at that well, moment that and, was and, really and really peak wwe attitude when it comes to that rivalry between the two companies no one really thought about it at the time but that was a, that was that was a big moment because again that that whole idea backfired because you know that's the thing like mick full you know mankind he was very much beloved so when people heard the result of it they're like oh hey i want to see this so you know what people did <laughs> they all tuned to you know Monday switched Night over yeah. so uh <laughs> it's it's funny and and like i said i mean a little like you said the little things that you remember and then here i am thinking like what did i have for breakfast yesterday uh <laughs> you know but it's true i can't even remember what i had this morning but i will remember <laughs> that night folks yeah, no, I, I got you, Steve. Um, so, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Mike, Mike, sorry, I, I forget sometimes. Um, no, I, I always think of that uh, uh, Ron Swanson quote. He's like, sometimes I call people by the wrong name on purpose, you know, when they start to get a little too chummy. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I got to start doing that. So, without further ado, thank you, everyone. Thank you, uh, Scott, uh, my co-host, as always. You know, always bringing the, the the A plus effort. No, I'm joking. Obviously, I yes. I love Mike. I can never get uh, too chummy with Mike. But uh, no, we will be back Monday morning. Um, we are going to start our Super Bowl week. We are going to be talking quite a bit about 
the uh, about the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. We'll be breaking it down and then eventually giving our picks on Friday. So, uh, Mike, do you have any closing thoughts for this Friday afternoon show, or uh, are we just going to say goodbye? No, I think we're uh, we're pretty good. It's always a pleasure joining you here every single morning on uh, what's the name of our show again? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that's FBC right. Radio that's Live. Right. Yes, FBC <laughs> uh, Radio Live. No, all kidding aside, folks. Thank you for bearing with us this morning. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We look forward to coming back at you first thing Monday morning. That's right. We will see you then. Eight AM sharps on Sportscatcher. Check it out. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down!